Cool Games Inc. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. Nick, I'm very excited. I'm to, very excited too. Well, I'm excited first and foremost before we get into the hard work of building video games together. Mm-hmm. I am excited to hear your book report on oh. the film Uncle Buck that you oh. agreed in, in writing that you mm-hmm. were going to produce for me um, be- before we recorded next next the next episode. And now the guess what the the tax man's come for his book report. Okay. In this in this scenario, the taxman is the school bully. Do you want me to just email it to you at the end of the podcast? No, I was what? hoping you could just read it out loud, All right. um, and we'll just kick it off. Uh, this is Nick Robinson's "My Summer with Uncle Buck." Okay. <clears throat> Miriam Webster defines a movie as a story or event recorded by a camera as a set of moving images and shown in a theater or on television this, or a motion picture. This is a great start, Uncle Buck is one such movie uh, and quickly gained a cult following for its depiction of its titular character, Uncle Buck, portrayed by one Jonathan Candy. uh, And then in parentheses, I wrote dead now and then period. And that's the end of the sentence. Okay. That's it's kind of weird. It's a weird way. Like usually if you're like celebrating the, the work of an artist, Uh you don't, you don't put quite a fine as fine a point on their, mortality i just figured it was there wasn't a way to organically fit that in let's get into the themes of the film uncle buck for me please do this now okay you want me to skip a few paragraphs do that for me right now okay i'll just read the i'll read the end because i asked you to focus on no no don't don't jump to the conclusion i'm i want Mm -hmm. the bot i want that meaty body and i want you to discuss the meaty body of the work and the themes all right here's the here's the third to last paragraph In that sense, you could say that Uncle Buck is a story about redemption and, indeed, about all Americans. Uh, Uncle Buck is not only a stand-in for simple uh, civilians like you and I, but it's also... Stop, stop, stop. I'm not done. It's also a metaphor for the president. Okay. Hey, Nick. Mm -hmm? Did you watch Uncle Buck? I did. I did. Okay. I'm going to stand by the... I'm going to say that I did. Other than John Candy, who is your favorite uh, actor or young actress? Oh, it's hard to say. I think they're all tied for second behind John. (laughs) That's a a real horse race we got on our hands. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone's so good. Obviously, John Candy... was a big part of my enjoyment of it. Can and we go to? Can we do this? Can we do I the thought podcast? it was. I thought it was one of uh, a, a a budding Chris Columbus as as a director. I think it was actually one of his best films. Um, Chris Columbus didn't make that movie. Damn Griffin. it! Okay, you, you caught me. Fucking you you faker. dodged my trap. Because uh, it's not a mockumentary. Let's. Uh, what? It's a. It's a documentary. <laughs> okay, so you did definitely watch it. Let's yeah. hop, let's hop into uh, well. First and foremost, thank uh-huh. you, thank you for preparing that. Well, yeah, and thank you for agreeing to do the uh, the financials this week to buy me some time <laughs> for the <laughs> to, to watch that film. Yeah, no, that was my pleasure. Yeah, uh, Tim McGraw's "What If Fates Trucks." Mm-hmm. Um, we knew it was going to be a tricky project to get out of the red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because the overhead for this project was significant. It and, was a the development was tough, and we had to add, we kept adding and adding and adding features, and by features I mean we licensed Truck Yeah at the last minute. We licensed the entirety of Truck Yeah, which we actually got for a song. No, mm-hmm. wait, I'm sorry, I, well, I had that written down on paper. We got 18 songs, and it cost us 415 million dollars. Right, which is that's that's a destiny money. 
That is. That's we could have gotten a cover from John Lennon for cheaper. Yeah, definitely. Well, wrong John, but wrong well, wrong name altogether because it's a Paul who did it, didn't sorry, it? Sorry, sorry, John Legend. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Become John Legend. Destiny. September whatever, whatever year. Um so yeah, the we spent a lot on the music and then we spent the the real sinker for us was the mandatory speaker peripheral that actually cost us 448 million dollars yeah so almost almost a clean bill we went full palmer lucky and decided to sell it at cost and by at cost i mean at a significant loss it was more it was more like trying to get remember how when microsoft was trying to get the 360 into homes and so they sold that bad boy at at a loss yeah we sold this at uh many 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 Many, times like magnitudes yeah so a lot of a lot of people, a lot of analysts in the industry, I think Michael Pactor was the one who who spoke up about this the loudest, were a little taken aback by our decision to make a a game with a hardware peripheral and then yeah. to make that game free to play and indeed give that for free to every player and also to have no microtransactions. Yeah, I mean a lot of the, we cut a lot of quarters with the corners with the speaker as well. It was basically like a fucking 1990s era sound blaster. Also we did have to grease a lot of wheels at the FCC. That that's mostly where where the like almost 400 million went there. Mm-hmm. Um took them on some trips, took a, took you know the chairman of the FCC whose name is Greg say that one more time i took him i took him on like a uh an alaskan cruise and we fell in love and we're very happy thank you very much for your uh your support everybody um sort of a a circuitous way to find love but Mm -hmm. um uh whatever gets whatever gets to the job done whatever keeps you from dying alone you know what i I mean i think i can i can speak for all of cgi's board of investors that first of all we're very happy for you thank you thank you Two, how did the game perform uh, financially? Oh, um, it did all right. Would you be willing to maybe go into a little more detail or maybe tr- put a number in there? Well, okay, so we spent how much? Almost a clean billion on it? Mm-hmm. Let's just round it up to a full billow, yeah. I think just the more important thing is that I'm starting this new life, and I'm I'm just me and me and Greg Grimble was are really really excited. And a like, big part of C- CGI is we understand that uh, sometimes life throws you little curveballs and you might need to take some time off. Um, but if you don't tell us how the game did uh, in a financial, quantitative, like hard way, you're going to be taking, uh, I think, a kind of permanent time off. Oh, I didn't uh, know that you wielded that kind of uh, power. Fucking I don't, but uh, co- the fucking co-founder. Mm-hmm. Fucking, fucking Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> trying to box me out? You better lawyer up, Griffin. Greg, Greg is a lawyer, so jokes on you. you Greg, and what's and are you taking his last name and also say his last name out loud one more time? Grable, <laughs> Okay. Um, I, I listen. I don't want to get into. Listen, we sold five hundred million dollars worth of copies. Yeah, which is very good for if, uh, for any other game. That would have been extremely good. Yeah, this was kind of a uh, we were kind of playing by golf rules with this game though, where every copy we sold was kind of a dagger through the heart of yeah. our of our company. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, but I'm, it doesn't matter. Um, I've got two spouses now. I'm, I'm, who is the character I created in episode two? <laughs> like oh, jeez. I, I am. Uh, I, the foreman. I am become him. Um, but anyway, let's get into making some new shit. Cause right now we're God, we're so deep in the red that we're like in the purple. We are. <laughs> we're, we are going, we're going to explore Roy G. Biv in a yeah. fiscal way that has never really been precedented. We're about to hit like the infrared scale. Of, mm-hmm. of uh, monetary success, or should I say, unsuccess? 
How did you feel about the uh, the submissions we got this week, Griffin? Because I was very pleased. Um, I stepped away from my computer for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and when I came back, there were 251 new notifications for me on Twitter. Jeez Louise. Yeah, it's... I almost... This was one of those weeks where I was almost reticent to even put out the call because we just got such a steady stream of pipe... Like, piping hot. Yeah, people... I, I do want to say, just a disclaimer, we appreciate, like, all the, the stuff we get throughout the week. But if you really want to, like, maximize your chances for getting something on the show wait wait until we do a call out we usually put out a tweet like an hour before we record yeah and, typically and on wednesdays right yeah on on wednesdays usually around like noon eastern or so we'll put one mm-hmm. out um but if, if you do it before then then most of the time we just won't be able to see it it might get lost in the mail and right. also you can help spare our twitter notifications from just being a non-stop i mean waterfall. i love that i love that shit but it's <laughs> you know I'm, t- I'm, all, I'm all about that visibility let's kick things off though with jeff kowalski who suggested nintendugs okay is this all right? Maybe maybe this says more about hey, me than it does about the hey, idea. Hey man, what's up? You gotta take care of me. <laughs> so that's you're not talking about do 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 do. God, that'd be first of all not that, that license. Dog. Listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to me now. Mm-hmm. Because you you are always the one who cooks the books. This is my first time fucking throwing the book in the oven and figuring out what the fuck's going on in there. We have nothing. We cannot. We gotta stop licensing shit. No licensing oh, this week. Man. We should we should do like a like a modifier each week, and it's like a a, a handicap that we have to sure. put on the the process. And this this week's handicap is no fucking licensing, which no, should be so, pretty easy. And okay. You say, Griffin, you're let me get this totally straight. Your concern is that we're not a stable enough business and we're not making enough money. And your based on all your knowledge of the game industry, your solution to this problem is that we're going to launch a unique original IP and see how that does for us. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like the box, the box, the sandbox is too big. Mm-hmm. And we keep getting lost and we keep getting separated. Okay. And we keep dying in the desert. Jeez. This is going to be a this is going to be a tough one. While we're adding uh, I want to think I want to think inside the bun. I want us to get inside the bun and then really sandwich ourselves in there. I'm saying Nintendo Doug is just a regular guy named Doug. Not Doug Funny, but like Doug Lewis. Okay? Just a man you whose name take is Doug. Care, oh, you got to take care of me. <laughs> Nick. Hi, Nick. He would learn your name and be able to say it. Hi, Nick. Yeah. Give you take um can we go to Pizza Hut? I mean, I can, Doug, but you're unfortunately for you, you're a digital man. Well, no, there's a digital Pizza Hut in here, and I need Griffin. To take, we can't. Have oh, I need that. you to take my hand. Oh, fuck you, right? Doug. Unfortunately, <laughs> you take, we, hey, real quick, can you take me to Pizza Shack and take me there? Will you hold my hand? And I've got one of those little harnesses that you put on a toddler. You could walk me there. I, I would love to do that for you, Doug, but I, I think a lot of people are going to interpret that as sort of lewd public conduct. Was that? You've got to um, explain to me. I don't understand things. I think when you're older, Doug, I think we can have I'm that I'm 31 talk. years old. <laughs> yeah, when you're 34, I'm going to explain to you what the what's all the judgy eyes now of the, the dying minute. You're younger than I am. How comes you get snow? Did you say dying? What? You said wait a dying minute? I just want some fucking pizza, man. You we can get, make this okay. thing happen or not. Doug? Listen, I got to get to work at the best purchase electronics boutique. Wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't be EB. Got to head to, I'm, I got to head, I got to shift here at Slabages here in well, a minute. And, I'll, uh, give, I'll give you a ride to Slabages. Thank you. 
and then course. swing me by that pizza shack, baby. I gotta carb up if I'm gonna sling some reservations. You're gonna carbo load on. You gotta sling some Game Informer fucking subscriptions. Not man. Game Informer, Doug. <laughs> you don't. Ask. You don't understand the rules of your own existence. <laughs> you keep. You keep accidentally veering into an alternate dimension that I live in, and citing some of the different sights and sounds you've gleaned from my world. Oh okay, God, sling some subscriptions to Game educator here in just a bit and i gotta get some of that sloppy sloppy pizza shack cheesums in me for the energy doug there's no way that there isn't already a product called cheesums i'm gonna have to get you to redo that one too uh, we, so we just can't say any words that belong to other okay no, no i put that no I put proper that, nouns I, I put the brand cuffs on us you did put the brand cup man that's a good name for that that could be a game Griffin, while we're doing modifiers, we got an interesting, uh, actually, we got a modifier pitch from somebody on Twitter, which I've never seen before. It wasn't a game idea. It was an idea. Uh, it was Young young Emmy, Young Wi-Fi on Twitter said, whatever game you make this week, add a two at the end and market it as a sequel, but never make a first one. Interesting. Interesting Isn't that idea. A cool idea? Um, but can I also, uh, just devil's advocate, mm-hmm. fucking, fucking terrible idea. Okay. What's, what's like the number one question when, when when like a company makes a sequel? It's like this is the most approachable one yet, even approach more approachable than the other one. Yep. I see that and I still go fuck that because I'm gonna have to go back and play that shit at some point. It's true. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that scares me off. I feel like that's a that's that would not be good for selling. Although on the other side, Devil's Jesus's advocate. I want to say that you, you get a sense of stability. Like, well, now it's time to invest in this series. It's not going anywhere. There's at least two of these pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. There, there, there must be a second one for a reason. I mean, I think a big part of Cool Games Inc. from from here on out, based on the very, very harsh financial realities that we seem to keep bumping into, is we need Through to project no fault, no fault of our own. No, we're trying our best, but it, I think it's a need... volatile market, isn't it? It is. It's the it's a tough industry to crack. Um, I think it's important, Griffin, that from here on out, we got to project success. You know, we got to build our own. Have you read the book The Secret? Um, of Nim. Now, we're banned from other gaming franchises, I guess, but are we banned from all proper nouns? How do the brand cuffs work? I think, why don't you just let that shit fly? Okay, because it's too good not to say. Melody Burst on Twitter submits Nino Clooney. It's very good. That one one somehow has 16 favorites on it right now. Because it's the greatest joke. So what would that look like? You're just like, you're George Clooney, but then your mom dies, and so you have to go on like a sad anime adventure for 100 hours? George Clooney, and you get in some sort of sad car accident, and you have like a little cockney companion with... It's, I think, in a lot of ways, and this might be something that works for us, and this might be something that kind of works against us, too. uh, It's literally Nino Cooney, but with... George Clooney. Just a George Clooney skin. I mean, that's... I love it so much. But here's my thing with Nino Cooney. This is a game made by Level 5, one of my favorite Japanese developers. It is an Mm -hmm. RPG, one of my favorite genres, where you collect monsters. Yes, please. Uh, Got that Ghibli touch, too. It got that Studio Ghibli touch. I'm into all of that shit. I played that game for like an hour, and I was like, "Mm, this isn't for me. How the fuck did that happen? I'm just thinking about it. That's crazy. Yeah, damn. It's one of my favorite developers and one of my favorite genres with one of my favorite mechanics with t- with a touch from my probably my favorite film studio. Eh, I think that's his. It's a pass. It's, it's a hard pass. I mean, I think you. the answer, and this is going to sound obvious when I tell it to you, is there's no George Clooney in there at all. Maybe that's really light Clooney content. Uh, which Clooney are we going to get though? Because you never know which Clooney you're going to get. I mean, I'm thinking my favorite Clooney tends to be the kind of. 
spy spy crafty kind of just like a stealthy con man Clooney. You know what I'm feeling? Like like uh like an Ocean's Eleven one or well, see, I don't think I I, I think you're mixing your terminology because I think there's like a sexy dangerous spy Clooney, and then I think there's mm. like a, I I'm fucking just chilling with my boys and I'm getting into some goofy stuff spy Clooney. So is it is it going to be a a goofy boy romp or is it going to be like a I mean, it's not going to be anything because we can't make this game, right? Brand cuffs, and also we don't we can't afford fucking Clooney. If we can't afford Tim McGraw, <laughs> well, we didn't let it stop us though. If, did they we? Made, if they made a country music version of Ocean's Eleven, Tim McGraw would not play Danny Ocean. He would be right. like one of the weird fucking twins, or perhaps well, the or, or perhaps the acrobat. Listen, Los Angeles is a is a short Don Cheadle at best. I'm I'm saying I'm my my idea is a little different. I think we keep the Clooney branding, but we uh there's a lot of good George Clooney impressionists out there. Just so good, so spectacular, and they're so consistent. You wouldn't know you wouldn't know it wasn't him. Um that's a great point. Uh again, legal. I I want this game to be perfectly fucking safe when we put it out there. Okay. Um how about this one uh from Victor Ori E who said David Schwimmer story mode. Okay, so I read it, and now I'm realizing, like, that's just, that dog ain't gonna hunt. I'm also, I think in light of everything that's gone down with Street Fighter V just shipping with one of the main modes, we don't want to be the ones who are like, here's our game with a story mode and nothing else, right? Well, I mean, we could also, if if, if, if they don't pick up on that, then we can do the Minecraft thing. Of just like, there's adventure mode, creative mode. Have you done, have you played David Schwimmer creative mode? That's my favorite. That's my favorite shit. <laughs> that fool's always in creative mode. I want to know the fucking story mode, though, because that dude was on Friends, and he was America's dude, gawky sweetheart for... And then where the fuck did he go? He, he disappeared, and now he's on that OJ special, and he's, like, killing it. It's like, hey, homie, where did you go for, like, 13 years, David Schwimmer? I, I need to play the, the interactive adventure game and figure that shit out, get to the bottom of it. I love that. I love that we can, like, it gives us... It gives him the unique opportunity from a PR standpoint to retcon his kind of i i'm assuming uh career struggles and and sort of rebrand that as him going on a a a real quest an adventure and it, and it lets us get informed it lets us get the full swim mm-hmm. oh there's our title get the full swim david schwimmer's story mode what the fuck was that fool up to for 12 years who can say um here's an idea from sky sword out on twitter who and I like this one because it's it's uh, it's not just a name. It's it's really there's a lot of room for us. I think here, but you tell me. It says things that don't normally have arms, they have arms. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time. I'm like looking around my room right now, and none of it's right. like making me laugh. Like my phone, but with arms, that would be f- fucked up. Like I got to put that thing in my pocket. Um, what if my key- are you, are what if my you- keyboard had arms and could like type on itself? That would be pretty. Funny, that would be kind of I funny, I think, in a way. Would, are you projecting sentience onto the arms, or are they just limp arms? Oh my god! Just like two dead arms. I actually don't know which would be worse. Like which which is worse? Your phone has two limp, fleshy, cold arms on it, or your phone. And this time would be a little convenient. Has two arms, so you can put your phone inside your head to take a call, and it just kind of grabs on. Grabs on. I got you. Yeah, but this. I think this. We're not ready to get into the iphone peripheral market yet this isn't really a game as much as it is a uh, quality of life uh, tool <laughs> it's a life hack it's a life it's hack what we're dealing with. a really really unsettling life hack um let me just throw a couple at you like real quick just like just like well not i almost said speedball it 
Let's do a speedball and just like run through this shit. Drew, I think that would help our show, yeah. Drew Johnson said Slimer Tokyo Pool Party. <laughs> There's a lot that's a good one because every word of it is good. It, it's an efficient yeah. title, yeah. Every word adds a new component, a new slice of that pie. What else you got? I'm worried that if Slimer ever entered a pool though, regardless of like what major um East Asian city he was in, he would just dissolve. <laughs> We gotta, you gotta put something around Slimer to keep him safe. Aslan Silva said, Motel Waluigi. Can't use it, brand cuffs, but, um, welcome. And then he would, like, turn well, down your sheet for you, but he would stand there the whole time while you slept. Okay. And he really just helps you with turn down service? Uh huh. I'd love to get a little, uh, turn up service from Waluigi, if you know what I'm saying. Yikes. Uh, I mean, I've got so many faves here, and I'm looking through them, but they're all licensed. Like this one from the Pride of Toledo, who said, Fusion Frenzy-style party game licensed by the good wife. Okay. <laughs> licensed by the good wife. So I'm imagining, like, you know, it's it's Juliana Margulies versus um, that one dude from Spy Kids, and they're, they're I don't know, fighting in big balls. Like- and they're doing like yeah. some some American Gladiator shit, That's running up thing. some sort of corkscrew. The only thing, oh, I remember that one, and I remember the one where you were in balls and you try to knock each other off. The it's platform. that and the Hi. sumo ball. Those are the two fusion frenzy mini games anyone remembers. And this one from Jamie Page, which I thought was going to be the the main contender, maybe, but Brancuffs. Jamie Page said, "The Legend of Zelda, but everything is guns." I'm playing Twilight Princess right now for review, and I'm just like thinking about. You, you you get halfway through the Arbiter's Grounds and this the Sand Temple, and you open it up, and instead of finding that badass gear top, um, there's just a fucking gun in there. And it's like, I do you love got, the idea. You got a new gun. Get out there. But you have to solve the dungeon puzzles with, with the gun somehow? Mm-hmm. I love the idea of you walk into a room, and there's like across the room, there's a series of different switches to flip, and then there's like an eye above the door that needs to be hit, and you're supposed to ricochet a tornado arrow, but instead you just pull out that little that little pistol. And, and you, you shoot it a couple brap, times. Brap, you got it. How many, okay, let's let's think about, Brand House, we can't use it, but let's think about like two different puzzles that you could solve with two different guns that you couldn't mm. just solve with the other gun. I'm talking about discrete gun puzzle solutions. I mean, I think one easy one is there are a bunch of switches that need to be flipped at the same time shotgun that you need spread. to get a shotgun yeah, out yeah, for yeah. that, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. I but, think there's legs there. Um, I think let's also for brand cuffs, obviously we can't incorporate existing brands, but if the pitch is like, Oh, it's like this game, but it's with this component. I think that's just a jumping off point. That's not using the brand per se. <laughs> okay. So we could say, we could say um, a third person action adventure RPG. Right. With, but all guns. And when the reviews come out, everyone's going to say, oh, it's like Zelda, but with guns. Yeah. Well, didn't Check they, this out. Didn't they Skyrim, do- but with guns. <laughs> yeah. How does that yeah. sound? How's that rub you? Um, let's, keep, let's keep bouncing around. Okay. Uh, a handsome butt on Twitter says, gone home, but with more snakes. Did gone home have snakes in it? it w- if, I think that it did not, but I think if this did, it would inherently have more snakes than Gone Home, which renders this suggestion still accurate. Um, I had this idea for Gone Home when I was playing the PS4 version, the PS4 remake, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also the hundreds of times that I beat that game while speedrunning it. Right. Uh, that game is, is all based around the idea of you're exploring this house and it's like, I'm going to run into a ghost. And it like plays that shit up. It's like your grandpa or whatever was a... He died here, and he might be a ghost. Ah, and the house is haunted. Maybe you'll see a ghost. And you spend the whole game thinking that you're going to run into that, but then you never do, right? Mm-hmm. And then you think, like, well, this game is bullshit. There's no gameplay here, zero out of ten. 
Um, what I want to posit is a game like Gone Home. Fuck, maybe it's like just Gone Home Special Special Edition. Like a mod. Um, no, it would have to be an official product where okay. you still don't run into the ghost 99 out of 100 times. You're saying per player or like 99 players don't and one player does? It would be 99 playthroughs out of 100 playthroughs. Ah. So if you if you work at it, maybe someday you'll run into the ghost. Otherwise, it's just going to be like I don't I, this game was beautiful and poignant and um the character development it's so poignant how they did it mostly just through <laughs> environmental and then one person would be like, "What the fuck are you talking? This game was scary as shit." What are you talking about? I love that I- the idea that like reviews come out for a game and all of them are roughly talking about the same thing. One guy's like, "That was that was super scary. Or, <laughs> that Eurogamer 4 is th- all of a sudden it makes sense because like it was conf- it was confusing because I was, was like learning about my sister and like the changes she was going through. And then a, a weird man with a rotten face and a translucent body just like jumped out of the wall and screamed and barfed in my eyes. See, when you say a weird man with a horrifying face and a translucent body, I actually didn't think of a ghost. I thought of Professor E. Gad from Luigi's Mansion because I love the idea of this actually turning into a Luigi's Mansion style. You're vacuuming your grandpa up with that that thing there's like three seconds of hardcore luigi's mansion action combat gameplay and yeah. that's the ending chris you you have to smash open the christmas duck and inside is a bullet is a, is a gun with a single ghost killing bullet inside of it mm-hmm. um anyway that's just an idea i have we can't really use it because you know it's got to come from the world sure uh ashley was a diver suggests throw out the baby but not the bathwater. That game would be really easy. You just, like, keep one hand on the baby, like, pin it up against the bottom of the tub and just, like, dump it. Griffin, I think you didn't hear it. Throw out the baby, but not the bathwater. I did it the opposite. Well, I mean, then reverse strain it. You know, do what I said, but dump all the water out into into an, another container, and then you can throw the... I don't think that sounds like a very fun game. So what... Right, I that's think what I'm that, saying. It's a bad... Like, it's a bad No, concept. you're just not... You're not being very creative is the problem, Griffin. We talked about this. You put... I'm saying you have both hands. You're holding a Wii remote in each hand. You're holding the bowl. Your goal is through sheer use of momentum and surface tension, your job is to kind of throw it up in the air and then try to catch the water but not the baby. And there's a there's it's almost like, you know, the little wooden toy with like the ball on a string and you're trying to catch it in there? Yeah. Like that. The I mean the problem with that is that it's not a, it's not the best way to do the thing. You just grab the you just grab the baby and take the baby out with your hand. Why can't throw the baby? Yeah, and just get that. There's so many ways to get this fucking baby out of the water. I'm worried though that you're you're kind of min maxing it a little bit, and you're not you're not letting the you're you're not having a fun first mentality is the problem. You're like, oh well, I could just I could just use my silent okay, pistol and get headshots have you ever on played, all the guys. Have you ever played Destiny? Become John Legend. Motherfuckers will just stand outside of a rock and shoot the rock for seven hours. And it's unintended, but it gets them up that up that ladder a little bit faster. Get some results. People people are going to hack this shit to find the easiest way to do it because people don't give a fuck about having a fun experience when playing a video game. They just care about getting those tight levels. Nobody, nobody, nobody's going to take the long route to Pizza Shack in Nintendugs. They're going to fucking like figure out how to hack the game so they can you know ski down the down the cliff and then and then get there in like a second. They don't want to see what what else is on the block. They don't want to learn about the neighborhood. You're being very realistic about this. I, I'm just saying you can't. We can we can change the game however we want. You know what we can't change is the the proclivities and behaviors of the players of video games worldwide. I can't I can't argue with that. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna do the long shit when they can do the short shit. How about this one from Joseph Higgins who says civil kiss obedience. Okay, so civil disobedience, but with kissing, like a kissing pro, a kissing protest. I guess it would be a cop kissing game. Okay. 
I were get, I, I'm worried. I'm just like looking down the hallway. It's amazing, Nick. We've only been doing this for a little over a month now, but I can I kind of know how our minds work because we're going to start with that, and then we're going to be like, yeah, it's a protest game, and you have to run around and kiss all of the cops, and then you'd be like, oh, it's like a rampage miss- mission in Grand Theft Auto, but instead of like killing a bunch of people with a bazooka, you have to just run around and find all the cops and kiss them. And then right. I, I would say, well, what if we turn it into like a cop dating game, and you have to like pick the you know the the roundest, most appealing cop with the best mustache, and then we would spiral out from there and then i would be like well we just did a dating game so we can't you know what i mean yeah that's you you man you went like five or six steps i feel like i could take a week off from the show and you could just kind of do that i could i don't even need to be here no you bring something to the show um can i give you another another license free totally original this idea is so fucking good man this idea is so very strong that i'm actually like i almost am resident to fuck i'm almost resident is that the word is that a word I'd You're reticent. almost a resident of this idea. <laughs> I want to live in it. Uh, this idea from Hans Filson on Twitter is a platformer that 3D prints a new randomly generated controller for each level. <laughs> Isn't that shit. incredible? Holy shit, that's awesome. Okay, I'm going to so be wait. so bummed if I go to GDC 2017 and they don't have that in like the alt control section. Let's let's just don't let's not talk. Let's just fucking think for a second. Mm-hmm. And figure like, are we talking about like a M- M- Super Mario Brothers NES? Like, you have the D pad, you have run, and you have jump. Like, how many inputs are we going to be looking at on on each controller? Because I imagine well, there has to be some sort of uniformity, but we can just change the position and the the arrangement of the buttons. But I feel like the actual inputs there needs to be uniformity between the controllers. I, th- it's tough, man. Because my my gut, my heart, and I don't. It's tough. This might not be the most fun answer. But I I think the most interesting answer is one where it is truly random. And you could just get, like, an N64 controller, but with, like, eight analog sticks on it. And, and one of the analog sticks controls your jumping, you know? Holy shit. Okay, but maybe maybe every level the game also adds a new mechanic. So you, you start out with, like, Super Mario Brothers, very basic, run, jump, uh, that's it. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, level two, a new controller comes out, and this one is just a, a fucking game.com. Uh, but the screen obviously doesn't function, or maybe it does. Maybe there's some sort of HUD readout there. But then you have jump, shoot, and and run. And then level three, what comes out of that is a Sega Genesis activator, and you have to put your arm over one of the things, and now you can grind. I'm just so in love with this. My head is, is racing with, like, the, the idea of what high-level play would look like. Like, if you've ever seen, like, a, a professional Smash Brothers player use, like, a claw grab on a controller to, to really ha- access all the buttons with all their fingers, I love the idea of seeing, like, the best in the world at this. Just they immediately touch every input, know exactly what each function on the controller does, and then their hands just turn into this grotesque granddaddy long legs of wiggling every stick at once, and then... On screen, the game is being played perfectly. Like, you wouldn't know that there was anything weird. Can I mm-hmm. take this shit? Okay. We're on the 95-yard line, and we got it there together. We've just been lateraling back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. One of us has to run this into the end zone. Do you mind if it's me? Go for, take do, it. Do you mind if I take this one? I'll toss you that pigskin, and you can... What if the filament that prints these out, and then the final controllers that come out of the machine are edible? Okay. 
I'm imagining like a sweet fruit, some sort of sweet fruit candy that can still hold up to some scrutiny vis-a-vis mechanical inputs. But then when you finish the level and you're done with that controller, you can just fucking eat it right there. And Give me like, just for my just from to help me imagine it. Name the the existing food product that this would be the most like consistency wise. Like physically, what would it resemble? I mean, I'm really into like fruit candies. Mm-hmm. I'm into like uh, I, I was thinking like um. Huh, like a, f- a firm fruit by the foot. Like, okay. Like a, maybe a little bit of crunchiness, but then once you start chewing on it, and it may not taste great, but it, you can still eat the, especially once your hand has been like all over that shit. Yeah. Um, but do, do you remember Dr. Dreadful? Dr. Dreadful's oh, Candy I Labs? Oh, I loved Dr. Dreadful. That, Make a little eyeball, put some. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, not, it's not fucking cooked for cute gourmet cuisine. You know sure. what I mean? Um, but it is, it, you can eat it. And some people are going to like it. Maybe we can get different flavor packets for the different filaments. I mean, I, I imagine so the, the monetization here, I think we could sell the fucking game for free. And the filaments, these edible filaments, that's mm-hmm. where we make the money, honey. The great thing, too, is that the, the human brain is, a, is an incredibly uh, robust piece of machinery. It, could, it can adjust to anything. I think once you get way into this game, whether you like it or not, you're going to grow to love the taste of our filament. You know? uh, you're gonna love this filament, I guarantee it. Because this one, just brand new, nacho cheesier. Well, fuck, no, that's licensed. Nacho... More cheesy. As cheesy. <laughs> as cheesy as it gets, baby. I'm I'm picturing, and maybe I'm just hungry, but I'm picturing like a Swedish fish. Oh, uh, that would be good too. Just a strong, because that's a good cherry default flavor. It's got that firmness. I feel like I could press a button down made of a Swedish fish pretty well. Yeah. And it's got that real nice oily thing that really coats your fingers right off the bat. I love that shit, man. Mm-hmm. I wish I could use that as lotion. I, I, wish, I, could, I wish I could melt down Swedish fish and just like rub it all over my body. That's good. It's good for your pores, I feel like. Um, this is a wonderful idea. Do you want to get that heat going? Do you, you want this perco- to be the real you thing? Percolate? You want- yeah, dude, def. I think I think we got just the guy for the job. Um, well, no, no, we need to, we need to get that heat going. You gotta think it up that buzzword, and I think up that you forget what we do that. Oh, that's that's a segment now. We're doing that every time. I think we do it every all time. Right. Man. Let's, I we didn't do it work. for a truck's face, did we? It's all right. I think we do it when it feels right, and today yeah. it definitely feels right. It feels right. All right. Yeah, I think I got it. All right, three, two, one. ARG. Crafting. What was it? Crafting. Crafting ARG is not a thing. Mm-mm. Rats. Rats, dang! How about this though? Rats. <laughs> okay, but can, how, explain to me crafting. How crafting would work? Because it is crafting. Like by the fucking nature of the thing, it, it crafts. It does a craft. It is. It's arts and craft. Artsing and crafting is what it is. Um, let's try one more time. Okay. All right, I've got it. Oh shit! Yeah. I, I, sorry, man. Quick draw. You're. I mean, it's that. It's that fucking speedball, dude. Okay. It's that speedball you hit right before you went to air. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Party plug mode. and play. Plug, plug and play, play party, party mode. mode. Okay. That sounds all right. So you know how like Rock Band has a mode where you don't have to play the songs and it just like plays music? Thanks, Rock Band, because I don't have Spotify um, <laughs> or any music. <laughs> I don't have a CD of a thing. Um, you know how that does that? Maybe there's a mode where you don't have to play it. It just prints <laughs> food. Out, it just prints out edible, edible yeah. controller-shaped canapes for you to delight in. A little, I little love the idea bushes. that in party mode... It makes them look less like controllers, but they still look like controllers. Like, it can't totally not make a controller, even when it's trying its hardest. Yeah. So you, ju- you just plug it in, and if you're not playing... Here's the thing. If you're not playing the game, it's constantly printing out. Because it, it, this machine is not very intelligent. It just assumes you're having a party and is constantly churning out edible controllers. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, I plugged it into charge last night, and I went through all of my nacho cheese 
that cheese, filament. cheese come get it filament. Oh, I love that. There's a little bit of that forced obsolescence. We kind of, we kind of like quote quotation marks. Oops, sorry, it ran through all your cheese filament. Your kitchen's full, but you need a refill. <laughs> your kitchen's full. That's another hazard. Ah, oh, fuck! I gotta clean this up. Yeah. So I bought so much filament. There was so much in there. Uh, man, uh, I'm getting like hungry thinking about eating these controllers. I am too. It's, that, the eating part is brilliant because then you can't like keep them and memorize because because like we can say randomized, but they've got to be pulling from some sort of mechanical inspiration and like infinite number of monkeys printing out an infinite number of edible controllers. Two of them are going to be the same at some point. You're saying eventually it's going to make. A filet mignon. Well, no, I'm saying eventually <laughs> you keep eating these controllers, and if one comes out that you've already seen before, you're not going to remember it because it's fucking inside you. Right. It's gone. There's no evidence. There's, you ate the evidence. There's no evidence. Which, it's, it's good because it makes it seem like there's more controllers than there is, but also you can't memorize the placement of the buttons on the controllers. Totally. And I think we – neither of us said this out loud, but I think we're both thinking it. Uh, it's not that you get to eat the controllers. It's that you have to eat the controllers. There's a competitive eating Kobayashi element to this of like, oh, yeah, you can play the game as well as you can. And you can be good at that, but you gotta, you got to eat every last crumb of that controller or that world record is not going to you. What is, it, what, are we, what is the competition angle here? I'm confused. With the, are, you, are you competing against the game or is there I a leaderboard? There are leaderboards because like, it sounds like, like you said, there are it, every, every new stage, there's a new mechanic, a new controller – to play with and a new controller to eat those two and three by the way being the same controller right interesting um i'm not as sold on that i gotta be honest okay because i want i'm because i was so excited about i would play this game but i get very nervous when somebody's like you better eat that shit right now um <laughs> and if the if the game if, it, if I, I like to enjoy my meals you know, I, I worked. I worked, I worked really hard to earn the money for this filament. I don't want to just like. I'm not just going to fucking drink the filament because first you don't of all, want to scarf it. First of all, the filament would harden inside of me, and my body would die. Mm-hmm. So you're you're okay with players holding on to these controllers, maybe collecting them, maybe bronzing them? No, here's what I'm keep- here's what I'm saying. These controllers, Nick. This is all holistic, baby. I'm all natural because these controllers are gonna be so fucking delicious. You won't be able to stop yourself from eating them. Got it. So we're not we're not mandating it through the the gameplay. It's it just happens naturally because you're you got to chomp on them. Right. You I'm got, saying it, you're you're on some Matilda shit of like you found a, a large boy eating a chocolate cake and so you make him eat the whole chocolate cake right there and you fucking force feed him. And don't get me wrong, that's my fetish. But I, for for <laughs> for the game I want to play, I don't want to be. I want to take. I want to take my time. I know how important it is for you to separate work and pleasure, and so I think we should probably leave that on the sidelines. Yeah. You're right. Also, I think like just ha- having. I don't know. I can only speak for myself, but if most gamers are like me, if there's a food in the same room as them, they're not able to focus or concentrate until that food is inside of them right. and has been I, eaten. It's, so it's, it's gonna it's gonna happen either way. I'm saying, if anything, the issue we're gonna run into is people people are gonna be halfway through a level and then like not even realize it, but they've got the fucking shoulder buttons in their mouth. <laughs> now that's and, one, and one of those one of those was assigned to grind. So now you can't fucking grind anymore, dumb dumb. D- now how do we? What do you? Flesh that out a bit, though, for me, Griffin. How do we, game, how, how do we gamify that? I, yeah, how do we... Can you halt your own progress? Is that the is that the core of the game? Is the tension between your desire to just scarf that bad boy down right away without making the level unbeatable? Here, here's, here's, I don't think we make that part of the game rules itself. I think that the large community that's going to develop around this game, and I mean fucking large, not in that they're going to eat a bunch of controllers. It's going to be three people, but they're going to be very <laughs> no, large. I'm, I'm saying that it's going to be like, uh, are you familiar with the with Nuzlocke rules in Pokemon? 
I'm not. There's a, there's a set of rules for Pokemon. I really. Oh, is not. it the permadeath shit? Yeah, it's the permadeath shit. It's like people find ways to make games harder for themselves. So I think people are going to find a way to make this game harder on themselves by eating the controller as they play through the level that mm-hmm. that controller pertains to. I don't. I don't think we need to put that in the game. I think it'll actually be more exciting to the community if they figure it out themselves. Like, oh, you got to tune into this Twitch channel. This guy's doing a eight all the analog sticks run <laughs> of the game. Yeah. This yeah, is think- amazing. This is. I know we say this every week. This is our best idea yet. It really is. And how much – we could charge – I'm thinking filament. We follow the fucking printer ink, like, level of, oh, of yeah. charging for this shit. It's going to be ridiculous. Well, I think – luckily for us, Griffin, we've got a, a man uh, who, who we can tap into as a resource on this week's episode who has expertise both in making stupid controllers for games he's worked on and just general business sense. So I Excellent. think we have the perfect guy to get some insight. All right, Griffin, we're back with our special guest. We've got Dr. Dave Lang, uh, CEO of Iron Galaxies and general video game industry business expert. Iron Galaxy is not plural. Iron Galaxies. Fuck, I got the, the twin galaxies thing happened to me. It's huh? not plural. Have, you must get that a lot. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Everybody's <laughs> favorite video game scorekeeping I was website. Because he's Galaxy. wearing a referee shirt. And yeah, that kind of threw I, me. I withered to an 80 year old corpse in front of you. Yep. And I have a referee shirt on. And then actually you said, yeah, Iron uh, Galaxies. We got a dive kick kill screen Fuck. coming up. Dive kick kill uh, screen coming up. Up. Mr. Ren's upset. Dive kick kill screen. Well, speaking of dive kick, sort of, but not really, but a little bit, uh, me and Griffin have kind of taken a, we've, we've built out a little pitch doc for you, a little elevator pitch that, uh, we would love to get your input on. Um, it's peripheral based. Uh, it's got a custom controller situation that you might like. It's theoretically competitive. It's really weird. You got me here to do this podcast because I have a company. I have 135 just idiots working for me, mm-hmm. and they all think they have great ideas for games. Oh, nice. And so all day long, all I do is sit in my big mahogany desk, right, smoking cigars, and I have people come in the office, and they say, hey, I've got a great idea for a game. I'm a moron. Mm-hmm. And before they, they start talking, and I say, it's awful, and I just yeah. fucking kick that's them out the, the door. And that's something that me and Griffin have learned really quickly is you can tell just from someone's attitude and their demeanor whether or not their game idea is any good. It's a good start. Me and me and Griffin just straight up mute people if we don't like their name. It's it's how we get through this show. It's good, um, good policy. Should we talk about like the implications, like the business implications for our our young startup, our nubile startup that we are basically mm-hmm. divulging like really hot game ideas to what is essentially a competitor? This is actually a, actually a major problem. Like uh, a game developer hearing unsolicited oh, totally. ideas. Like is, if we have a game like this already in the works. Then this email guy is going to sue me in three years, hmm. and he's like, "Hey, you stole my idea!" And right. I'm like, "No, we are already working on a peripheral based, semi competitive thing. Just what are the odds?" Dave, we if, would you, do if, that. if you are making the game that we are about to pitch to you, I will eat my computer desk. I will eat well, it if whole. We're making, yeah, if we're making the game you're about to pitch to me, I'm going to stop working on it because that means it's a bad idea. <laughs> there you go. You'll be able to know. Uh, Griffin, do you want to you want to lead into this this game idea? Because I feel like. I feel like I've spoken enough on this subject. I've hinted it, I've teased it out a bit. I yeah. want your, your turn to shine. Dave, how do you feel about... I forgot what we were... Ma- oh, I remember now. Dave, how do you feel about platforming games like Mario and Sonic? Wait, how did you say that? Pla- platforming you say, games? He said Sonic. No, what, you said Mario. Yes, from Super Mario Brothers. Pretty sure I said Mario Brothers. This one I, time did, I was at Midway and I was interviewing a dude... And I asked him, like, hey, what's your favorite three games of all time? And he was doing pretty well in the interview, and he called it Super Mario Brothers, and he did not get a callback just because of that. <laughs> That's a, wow, it's a I think, Like, his C++ I, was on lock, but no callback because he called it Mario. I've only known a few people that 
uh, that that call it Mario, and all of them are from New York, including Russ Freshick. He hits that A like sharper than anybody I've ever heard. I, I think it is like a New York accent thing. He he calls really? it like Mario. It's it's insane. It's, it's he an- turns into Waluigi for the vowels. Yeah, you got to roll your A's. It's a classic roll your A's sitch. Are you familiar with Crash Bandicoot and I Spyro am. the Dragon? Okay, so what, the the fun thing about that genre is mastering these a limited suite of inputs to maximize success vis-a-vis jumping from platform to platform and collecting apples or whatever. Um, let's throw a twist at you though. What if every time you played Mario, the buttons we're in different places. And by which I don't mean we remap on the software side which no. button does jumping and which button does running. I'm saying they literally move around your controller using oh. using bespoke controllers for each new level. Um so how let me get so okay, hold on. First how many buttons are there? It depends. Depends. What it? level are you on? So you're constantly so the push pull of this game, some games have like a push pull design theory. Mm. The push pull of this game is you have to split your time watching the screen and watching the controller. Right. You have to make sure which is it because you can't play it by yeah, it's interesting. Go on. I'm I'm intrigued, gentlemen. It's a Wii U game. Baby. All right, I'm we've, intrigued. We've made it in the door. We've made it past the the the, the Dave Lang uh, initial barrier. Uh, yeah. and well, there, can... there's three there's three phases to evaluating every pitch. Okay. okay. The first one is does this concept just excite me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do I get excited about this idea? Are we Are we there? We're there. So far. Oh you can still tank it, but so far we're there. Okay. Are any of, are, do any of the steps involve, like, looking at the financial Yeah, third potential. phase is financial viability. Okay. Yeah. Well, two out of three ain't bad. Right? No, we, that's, we do them in order. We always do them in order. Have you, have you ever greenlit something after two of the steps being completed? Uh, I'm not going to tell you what step two is yet. Okay, I'm going to let you. We're going to stumble into that one blind and see how you do. Oh, I feel confident. Um, you're probably wondering how we how we are going to achieve this. I'll call it fucking magic because we're going to call it that on the box. This magical effect of having new new buttons to press every time that you play a new level. And again, each new level, new features. I'm talking about level I mean, level one. You're running and jumping. Level two, maybe you get a shoot ability. Level three, maybe you can grind. We might just knock off the Mario World cape, just whole hog. Yeah, we not? might just take that. So there's a cape. So, so do cape the buttons button. move during the level, or there's different in no, between levels? Between no, levels. You're, uh, while you're playing, oh god, I, I really see what I like to do. So I like to the, move. I like to have a conveyor belt and shit while you're playing. Even, you, even Dave, better. You're getting close. What I love to do during a pitch is if I can get the the pitch E so excited that they actually say the idea yeah, and yeah. feel like they came up with it. So what are Dave? What would you say are the I don't know five hottest pieces of tech right now? Um, up and coming for for two K seventeen. Do I have to come up with five? <laughs> uh, I picked that number because I was worried you might not say it. I think I think VR. Duh. But no. Um, I think VR five times is probably mm, the VR answer. Is big. But what about like what if what if I didn't have a VR headset but I wanted to uh, create one uh, out of like plastic liquid? Plastic liquid. Yeah. Uh, oh, three D printing. Three D printing. Mm, oh yeah, he got it. Circle gets the square. So that's uh, so that's also like top five of like three years ago. Well, it's already come and gone. But anyway, proceed. It it hasn't it it came and then it left. Well, that's because you were here in San Francisco and he Griffin's in Austin, the two most texter hit places in the world. Right, it's still kicking around there. We're Everywhere actually, else is dead. It's not that it's still kicking around. It's we're on that second wave of three D printing that y'all don't even know about yet. Oh dip. yeah, we're this yeah. is this is fucking four D printing, homie. Oh dip, this let's go. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Let's go. You tickled my buying bone. Let's go. Fourth, yeah, let's see. And I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you what that fourth dimension is, my man. It is flavor. 
Oh my goodness it's gracious. Tongue. Okay, so th- you're going to 3D print a what new controller bring- every between levels, and then the new controller will be totally different shapes. The first level might be a Nintendo 64 controller. Second level might be a Sega activator. Third controller might be... I don't know, fucking cup and ball. I don't know what I don't know what's going to come out I, of this. One thing, thing I keep coming back to is, for example, a Sega Genesis button. You know the version of the Mega Drive controller that had six buttons: A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Sure. That on both halves. We're talking. Was that twelve buttons? I, I remember. What about just a big fucking ball covered in analog sticks? Good luck. So I'll tell you one thing I like about this already, and it's starting to tick the third category box already. Good. Because what I'm seeing is proprietary 3D printer. Oh yeah. And you sell them the plastic, and so you're monetizing My levels man. again. We're on the same. Yeah, page. we monetize the shit out of this game. I, I let's monetize teens. I'm talking. I'm talking about that fucking Epson money. I'm talking about that proprietary ink cartridge, except it's filament. And well, what if the, what if that dude? What if the disruptor comes along, who's like selling cartridges in the mail to your direct to your home? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna take that Nespresso DRM and put it right in our thing. <laughs> if somebody tries to fucking steal our business, we are gonna slit their throats. We're gonna, well, and we can do that on the three D printer side too. If it's a non, I just bought a. Uh, 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 this is embarrassing. I bought like third party Epson ink cartridges for my mm-hmm. workforce Again, you, 520. You mispronounce, you mispronounce everything on purpose. Is this like a bit on the show where you mispronounce everything on purpose? What are you, wait, what is he supposed to be saying? Epson. Okay. It's Epson salts. Well, that one, this seems like, an, this seems like an aunt aunt situation. It might be. Griffin's been working on the internet for a long time, so he reads more words I, than almost anyone, but he doesn't say them super. I often. printed one thing with this, these bootleg ass cartridges, and now the printer's like, no, these aren't official. I'm afraid we can't do, that's the kind of tech we need in there. So if somebody mm-hmm. does come along with it, first of all, our shit's going to be artisanal and people are going to want our filament. It's going to um, just taste better straight up. Oh yeah. We forgot to mention that, uh, it's all going to be edible. So when you right. finish a level, you're done with that controller. Chomp, chomp, chomp. There it mm. goes. Um, is it vegan? We can it be. It can be. And then those, those can be way more expensive. Though. Way totally. more expensive. So you can, sell, you can sell flavors of these things too? Absolutely yeah. you can. So many options. We've, we'll, we're actually planning on doing a, a – not unlike your game Killer Instinct, we're going to do seasons of flavors that mm. roll out. So season two, we're going to have – uh, a sort of a darker chocolate variety. I would advise against that because then a gray market is going to appear. Mm-hmm. Like when you eventually phase out like Mocatino or whatever, yeah. there's going to be a gray market popping up. There's going to be – like you don't want that. Well, you- part of part of why we do uh, want that is because we're legally not allowed to sell these. They expire within 30 days, so we kind of need to cut them off right away. I see. Um, so the whole thing's a gray market. This whole exists in a gray market. Oh, yeah. This is an Etsy, show, Etsy shop for bad video games. And peripherals, maybe. Except ones where we just print money, son. That's the idea. Yeah, let's like go. This one. This is. This, I can't. I'm so excited. That Dave's here for our first successful game. Well, we're not done yet. Oh shit! I, st- I still think that dis- like the Dollar Shave Club disruption could happen to us. So I'm still a little worried mm-hmm. about that. Dave, Dave, let me assure you, the 3D printer would explode. Um, I'm sure somebody at Gillette was saying the same shit 10 years ago, and now they're like, oh, what do we do? I guess we can make a shave club, too. Uh. Don't, don't think of it like – think of it – It's my Listen, it's my job to provide counter, counter ballast sure, to sure. your enthusiasm. Totally. But if, I, if you win the day, you win the day. Can I just also make the point that our filament is just going to taste better? You could drink this filament, but you absolutely shouldn't. There will be a gigantic warning on the side. Don't eat this unprinted. you got to so, print that shit first. Qu- quick real-life digression. Sure. One of the most frustrating things about pitching video games for like real life is like mm-hmm. you go to a publisher and you spend like, you know, months and tens of thousands of dollars making a demo and materials and pitching it and all this. And like they're asking you like the, the undercurrent of your whole pitch is we think this game is going to be fun 
And everything else is like the details around it, like the setting, the mechanics. Sure. But like you believe it's going to be fun, right? And um, no one ever asks if it's fun. Hmm. They assume it's not going to be fun. And they count on every other thing you're presenting to hoist up an unfun sure, idea. carry it through the finish line. And so it's like the, the it's always combative when you're – so like right now and you're saying, of course it's going to taste better. Being the big stupid publisher, I'm assuming it's going to taste worse. Mm. What's your the safe bet? What's your favorite? What's your favorite food, Dave? Uh, sushi. Okay, yeah. Oh fuck. No, yeah, that's going to be. Let me tell you, Dave. That's going to be difficult to replicate. But the fucking flavor scientists at steak. Cool Games at steak. Cool Games Inc. What? Can we, can we do steak? Yeah, we could. It steak would be easy. I'll give you my. You know my favorite. My favorite like semi healthy food. Mm-hmm. Dried mango. Oh my god, okay. that's the easiest that's one easy. yet. Yeah, I would eat the shit out of a dried mango controller. Yeah, Good. but so, here's here's one also. So it's. I kind of the push pull I had in phase one was also incorrect because I envisioned during play the, the button sliding around. And you had right. to split your time. So really, you just need to acclimate yourself to the controller once at the beginning. Right. But I mean, but by, you'll by, never use that controller again. But, That's but, the fun. By part. level 16, though, we're talking about you have run, you have sprint, which is different from run. You have jump, shoot, grind, cape, roll, punch, kick, punch, kick, uh, uh, cape. Uh, but backwards, reverse cape, and then a- six o- six other buttons, including more- that's even before we get to the three analog sticks that you're going to have to use to control. Do you have an air dash? Is there an air dash button? Uh, there's there's an air. No, I'm sorry. Shit. We do have wave dashing though. Okay. So we have wave dashing. Like we have dashing, wave dash canceling, and we have sprint canceling and run canceling. Different okay, cancels I'm for each one. I'm back on board. So, so by, by by level 16, it's going to take you probably a good three hours and like some graph paper to get this thing figured out. And good luck, like just not getting kind of snacky hungry you're right. while you're doing that and what, by what? The way, I, here's a here's a quick thing that i that me and griffin you might not know about us is cool games inc is a fucking ruthless business we will do whatever it takes to get this project made one thing that i've been thinking about doing griffin and tell me if you think this is efficient yeah is going just logging into linkedin and finding everyone who's ever been fired from jelly belly oh. and just forming a, a posse of like discla- oh. disgraced flavor scientists who are ruthless who, who are willing to <laughs> Dabbling in the forbidden flavors. Yeah, the, people, the guys who were already working on a sushi thing, and they were 70% of the way yeah. there, but one of the testers got sick uh, or something. Mar- like, Martin, come in. I'm, I'm really excited to hear your pitch today. Oh, it's... um, You're going to have to speak up. It's burnt popcorn? No. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You'll never uh, work in this in this industry again, Martin. Yeah. I bet there is a huge... There's someone out there who got shit canned for presenting a bad jelly belly. Yeah. So and she, he's going to hear this. <laughs> He's sure. going to fucking weep openly in front of his laptop. He's going to start weeping. All those people are now making millions d- creating vape juice, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's too really good. That's yeah. our biggest competitor, surprisingly. Yeah. Ghostface Killer has him in the lab at that woo-goo. <laughs> Ghostface has him. Just grinding it out. Are you worried about people trying to load vape carts into <laughs> our proprietary hardware and vice versa? <laughs> Just come out as vapor. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't. Where'd the run button go? Oh, it got it dissipated. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe we find a way to make it so it comes out as a solid, but you just eat it and you get like lit. Like you eat that controller <laughs> yeah. and you just get lightheaded. Yeah. To you, ba- what do they call it? Backed out when you're. You, you, well, now you're having a, you're having a, a nick fit, is what we call yeah. it. Um, fuck, man. Uh, yeah, that I mean that would be an issue. I mean that the the. the um, the destruction of the 3D printer by use of uh, either unauthorized filament cartridges or vape juice, or just like if your stupid nephew gets a hold of it and like melts some crayons, then pours that into it, thinking that'll be good. Like we're gonna go through a lot of these things, but that's on them because guess what? No warranty on these things. Okay, uh, a couple a couple general questions. We talked a lot about this proprietary hardware tech. Yeah, and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. 
I want to talk about the game now for a minute. Oh, okay. sure. What engine are you building it in? I mean, yeah, the question is, is it good? Like, is it going to run on consoles? Y slash N? Is, is there, oh yeah, absolutely. Is there an, I'm, I'm imagining we go the Skylanders route. Like we get a 3D printer for your iPad. We get a 3D printer for your iPhone. Different ones for both. So it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's all, okay. we're, we're worldwide. And I think maybe we do Unreal Engine 5. Is that the one we're on? Is that the new one? Four, but we'll we'll have it either then way. Good, we'll do Unreal Engine Five. Sounds great. Perfect. Um, is it does it have multiplayer? Uh, yeah. I mean, you go through twice the filament. I think we absolutely should. That's have obviously obviously what we need to do. We need mm-hmm. to encourage multiplayer. We need to encourage user retention. So if we want people to to basically burn through their vape juice, oh oh oh, making controllers totally. How do we encourage them to log in every single day uh, and play? How well, do we keep user retention high? Well, obviously, there's a calendar for checking in every day. You. You check off a box and you unlock new stuff. I also think I love the idea. That's how you unlock flavors. That's how you unlock flavors. You can buy them from our exclusive online store. Every day you play, you get like a, a flavor point. Mm-hmm. And then you can use the FPs to unlock flavors from the store. Oh, so good. And of course, it's going to be burnt popcorn out the gates. Of course it is. Yeah. And then they'll be like, we'll give them a nice little, we'll give them like a sour apple at three. Yeah. Then just plum. Wow, three? Jesus. Just, I mean, no, you gotta get, you gotta get them in. You gotta get them in. I was, gotta make them. This is all real free to play tactics that Dave is yeah. teaching us about right Dave, now. Yeah. Dave, we have failed miserably in this pitch that we have not told you how the, the feature in this game that is really gonna move that filament, really gonna push that vape juice. And that is plug and play party mode. And in that, you just plug this bad boy into the wall. And it's going to start just cranking out controllers for you to enjoy as little finger foods at maybe a, gra- maybe, maybe a graduation party. They're just going like, to keep coming, crank, 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 coming out of the line without having to actually play them. This thing was going to be just like cooking up food. And guess what? Oh, you used up all your filament and your nephew's dumb graduation party. Was it worth that's, it? No, that's a crucial point because not only do you not have to play the game to make it print stuff, you actually – can't make it stop printing stuff as long as it's connected to a power source. And it does ship with, by the way, a backup battery that will ensure it keeps printing once it we'll get it. We'll get at least two or three extra. I mean, I don't know if, if how familiar you are with 4D printing technology, Nick, but it takes a fucking long time. So so we're going to need a, a juicy battery in there. Um, so just I want to make sure I understood that last point. Yeah. So once you plug it in mm-hmm. you, and you put a canister – a filament is that what we're calling it? Yeah, we're calling it filament. We need to workshop that name also. We, well, we'll we'll call you it don't fun, think, filament. Yeah, you, or something. Think, you don't think filament is, is mouth watering? <laughs> I, I think we might need to workshop that a little bit. Take it's that not, one to the lab. It's not sexy. It does, it does make it sound like you're eating the stuff that you put into weed whackers. <laughs> yeah, uh, we call it game goo. That's not bad. <laughs> the gamers love a thing with game in the title. Okay, yeah. let me, but let me. Okay. If you eat the filament. You will die. So I feel like calling it game goo. That sounds too much like a fun like snack on its own, like gogurt. Mm. I I want it to have some sort of um, industrial feel to it, so people <laughs> right. know I shouldn't. Like you wouldn't eat a battery unless you put it into a thing called the battery cooker, and then then it would be edible. You know what I mean? Right. Naturally, the battery cooker. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you get your your printer home. You plug it in. You put in your first canister of game goo. Sure. And it just starts churning out controllers. Only and, if you put it in plug and play party mode. Well, that's what is so. What if I am in the middle of plug and play party mode and I turn it off? That's what the, the battery's for. It'll burn through the whole cart. That's the thing you got to understand. So it's going to use that canister no matter what. Yeah, that's once, what plug and play party mode. Once is. you pop, you liter- you are prohibited from stopping. <laughs> right. Yeah. We've got a tag on it, like on those like pillows and mattresses that say "Do not remove." No, we'll, use, we'll put it in the eula. 
Put it in the you fuck them. We'll put right. it in the EULA. There you go. Yeah, nobody, get, reads you, that. nobody reads you that. Page forty six of the EULA. You didn't see it. You just burned a game goo. There you go. You don't even know, son. That's a that's a, a lot of people who maybe aren't in the game industry don't know this, but a common sentiment uh, from people who work in the industry is fuck them with the EULA, and that's <laughs> yeah. what we're gonna do. We're gonna fuck them with the EULA. Bottom line. We have so many ways to fuck them. My favorite with the Eula. Fuck them with the Eula. Oh, have you ever oh. gotten? Have you ever gotten a letter from a concerned fan who was like, "I was reading through the Eula, and I'm not sure." Or are you pretty much a hundred percent confident that nobody has finished one of those things? Uh, I'm sure at one point we've gotten those. Uh, there's so many stratospheres of communication between me and the average <laughs> consumer. Fair. It wouldn't. It would make itself. It would, it would make not land on me. your mahogany desk. It's not like my phone number and my fucking email are out on the internet somewhere. <laughs> you imagine like I'm saying you could put your social security yeah. number and your credit card info in the EULA, and you would yeah, be I'm, totally fine. I'm totally insulated from any kind of external communication. That's good. End user license agreement, by the way. If people aren't aren't up on their, their no, we don't even want to know. No, again. You're not helping us. Oh, we don't want them to even know don't where to know look. what that means. Yeah, I'm saying well, I, they said fuck it with the EULA, but this is an end user license agreement. <laughs> this has got to be okay. I'll just click yes. There is no. Why is it printing good game goo, dude? We could guarantee people that the, their time and means of death is printing the EULA. They still wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm through. saying. Yeah. You can say, hey, listen, next Iron Galaxy game, you're gonna get fucked by the EULA, and people are like, all right, I'm gonna be diligent this time, and then they're gonna be a few <laughs> scrolls through, and they'll be like, well, fuck it, I want to play Dive Kick Two or whatever. We're working on uh, a suite of brand new indie games right now, mm-hmm. and we never ship with the EULA, but we are now. Just so on page 56, I can say you just got fucked by the EULA. Nice. Just like that. And you signed that shit. Yeah. It's going to be glass. That's how you get them. I just almost said, I tried to say glamorous and classy. That's a slang I said word. glassy. Glass. I, I love glassy. that. Glassy. This is so glassy. Shit straight glass. Oh, that's the name of the shit. It's glad we get glass. glass. Let's get glass. Sounds like a fucking cyberpunk street drug. <laughs> Let's I'm get glass. It. You guys want to get glass? After I got that. Hey, What's up? I just got back from GameStop. I got that nacho cheesier glass. Hey, dude, yes. My dad confiscated my vape, but if you want to get glassed after class. <laughs> Here's one of the best things. If a word is just fun to say, it's a good title and it's fun to say. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a huge box we've checked. Let's get some glass. Oh, give me that nacho so cheese then, glass. And this is something we also save for you, Dave. What what do we call the product and what do we call the game? We've got the 4D printer with glass technology. Oh, I t- see. The- no, no, no. I think it's all one thing. I know they don't call Skylanders Power Pad like a thing different. It's just the Skylanders thing. I think we need like a brand that we can wrap around the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Well, I think that here's the question. Whenever you've got to think about branding and naming, you have to think if you're ever going to expand into other territories with it. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to take this transmedia? Do you want to take this into other into restaurants, perhaps? Sure. So you really need to consider it. So what are your guys' goals here? You want to stay hardcore? Do you want to stay in gaming? Do you want to keep gaming enthusiasts pleased? Or do you want to try to milk everyone in the world you possibly can? That's the first question you need to answer. I mean, what, what are you thinking, Griffin? Because I think our options are obviously to, we go the Palmer Lucky route, we get the hardcore first, and then expand. I am not interested in contributing to any kind of technological movement. I'm not interested in, like, fucking paving the way for the next guy. I want all, I want all of the all of the money that there is. Okay, well, I've got your name for you then. Hmm. Glass House. Glass like all lowercase no it doesn't listen you're not thinking of like visual no dude i'm i'm so into it that i'm already doing logo work (laughs) nick doesn't seem into it no i'm into it i'm just i'm thinking of the potentials like like if we are presenting this as a a under 18 alternative to to vape we can maybe have a slogan like kids in glass houses don't get get stoned right (laughs) like well you're already on some anti-drug shit we got logo work we got like we, we got some some pr stuff happening 
we we could have, we you could visually theme it. All the levels are glass, like they're mm-hmm. like sliding. You have ice levels. You know, every oh, yeah. platformer is an ice level. That's I, a good challenge on a weird controller. Yeah, this right? whole thing works. It all is, it's holistic. It's homogenous. And I, I think I speak for me and Griffin when I say that it didn't feel like we were inventing this. It felt like we were discovering it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It felt like yeah. this existed already. <laughs> and I feel like I'm on the journey with you now. Yeah, you're part of this. I, I don't know who Christopher Columbus's third wheel was, but that's me. That's definitely the metaphor. What I love we about glass. Too. I think the Pinta, the, the Santa Maria is the, the third wheel. I think, I think the, what I'm so into about glass house. called me fat. Is, no, come on. I'm a boat. So he just said, we're all boats. He said, you two are people and I'm a I'm, boat. No, I'm the Nina. He's the Pinta and you're you the You know what? Santa I'm not going to let that insult break up Glass House Inc. It's too, this thing is bigger than all I'm of us. I'm not going to let Except for you. I, can, <laughs> <laughs> I also won't let that one break it up. Uh, listen, what I love about Glass House is this first game could be called Glass House and it comes with the Glass House 4D printer. And then you've already got the fucking printer and you're going to be buying that filament nonstop. And then we can release other products for it. That it, not products, but like other games that use the Glasshouse controller. So like an little Glasshouse is a platform, obviously. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. a game; it's a platform. Oh my god, I'm so into it. This is so huge. Yeah, um, we need to not air this podcast now. Oh no, it's, definitely. This one's yeah. this one's going into the recycle bin. I'm still gonna like edit it together and put the 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 theme song, which is Social Science by Maxo. You can find it at uh, Maxo's Bandcamp website. Just search Maxo Social Science. Griffin, but can you just go ahead and upload this episode the same way we would normally and set it to publish, and then I'll make sure the morning before it's supposed to go live, I'll make sure it doesn't get published, so nobody will actually ever hear this. Or or let's just we'll publish it, and then uh at like the second it's up, and I'm gonna need you to be like really quick drama grab about this. Button. I want you yeah. to go through and erase all of the shit we said about Glasshouse, and maybe just stop the episode at the part where we were talking about Nintendug, which is a game where you take care of a man named Doug, right. um, and that will be like, it'll make it seem like that was the game we went with. That'll be good, because people hear that and they'll be like, oh, it's the funny podcast. They won't know about the actually fucking incredible idea we tapped well, into. Well, they will know about when it, when they buy it fucking holiday 2016. Oh, hell yeah. You know how you guys said you're not these ruthless CEOs? Yeah. Well, I am a ruthless CEO. Yeah. And here's the bad news. I'm going to smash this laptop into a billion pieces. <laughs> I've already dispatched an elite team of agents to Griffin's home Uh-oh. to destroy oh, this God. recording. No one knows this happened. And now Glasshouse Inc. is part of the Iron Galaxy family of industries. You know, I don't see why we can't work together on this. I think we, you guys are the, the exact right team for the job. So, so I've got all the money. Mm-hmm. I've got all the people to make the game. Right. I can license some bullshit 3D food printing technology just like yeah. you can. I do want to, Dave, just real quick, if you could do me a favor and um, go ahead and look at that end-user license agreement that you signed before we uh, had you on the sure, show. Sure, sure, sure. Let me sort of go like through a, this real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah this, there's nothing in here. This is all fine. Mm, I want you to turn it's, to Index J, uh, Section B, Codicil Blue, and uh, just oh. just read what that says for me. What does that say? It says... That's right. This letter is so small. Iron Galaxy is ours. I just got fucked by the license agreement. Iron Galaxy is ours. Thank you very much. Thank oh you for thanks for entrusting this us is, with this gift. We're really excited. Dive Kick this 2. This is a hostile takeover, though. Uh, we'll keep uh, you on board. Killer Instinct 3. Uh, all come in holiday 2016. It's going to be a we're really, really crowded uh, who holiday who season. Made, uh, who made Tony Hawk 4? Yeah, they're, they're going to really quickly spin around to Dive Kick 2 for us. Congratulations on inheriting the world's largest financial boondoggle. <laughs> now you guys have to come up with $1.2 million every single month for payroll. Okay. I hope you're happy. I'm kind of glad to be off the Ferris wheel. Thank Frank. I can go enjoy my life instead of just sweating the oldies, begging people for money every fucking month. Sure. So these jackholes can type and watch YouTube videos all day. 
real fucking great. What a great job it is. Right. Enjoy your fucking company. If there's also a smaller part of the ULO that says if we don't like it, we will immediately return possession of it to you, Dave. Lee. And I'll, I'll retain all the debt you accrued. Oh, yeah. Yeah, naturally. Of course. That's my life. <laughs> the, Dot David, com. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. I'm just, I'm just really excited for the potential to meet Billy Mitchell. You know what I mean? He's, oh, he's, yeah. Oh, that's a callback. Mm-hmm. That's why he's a pro. That's why he's a pro. You don't do my bim bam for 300 years without knowing shit like that. <laughs> it's true. Pretty good. Pretty good. Can I, can I just say, though? I would be fucking psyched to meet Billy Mitchell. Oh, I need to. So I met him once, and I met the other dude. Who was the good guy in that movie? Nobody remembers. Steve Weeby. Steve Weeby. So I saw Steve Weeby at a – like this is everyone's Steve Weeby story, but it's like I saw him playing Donkey Kong Jr. or whatever the fuck it was, and he looked like he was about to murder himself. He was like so depressed. He's like, I'm at a trade show playing this stupid game. And I met Billy Mitchell, and he actually – I thought he'd be a total square, actually super legit dude, and I, I hugged it out with him. Damn. So everything it's like t- media just flips that shit, dog. Yeah, they, they don't they want flip you to it. know the truth. They don't want you to know. There's no such thing as an overdog story. There's just <laughs> under, you know. Fuck we. Uh, so Dave, there's another sort of recurring bit for Cool Game Sake. We do not have a outro for the podcast. So usually we just like say a bunch of shit and then stand up and run away from our computers as fast as we possibly can. Can I plug something? Sure, that's an outro. If you enjoyed the comedy stylings, you should check out Team GFB Radio, hosted by me and Daryl Wisner. Uh, every week, almost every week, almost every single week. Uh, we talk about game development, Griffin McElroy, and Nick Robinson. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. Very limited scope, but an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was our first plug, I realized, because this is the first time we've had somebody not at Polygon on the podcast. And boy, it was re- it was refreshing, let me say. We got kind of an echo chamber thing going on where Nick and I are like, here's an idea, a cooking game. We, we cook a, a car tire or something like that. And the other person's like, yes, of course, of course, Polygon hive mind. We here's don't need the, these yes men. We need more Dave Lynch. You know what I think around. we need? I think I need to be on this every week. Yeah. Like, I think the people need to speak and mm-hmm. let us know that we need to be on this every week. It doesn't matter that my schedule's too busy and I can't do it. Sure. We need the people to speak and say. Okay. Well, don't get upset when nobody does because this, again, like I said, this is all getting cut. Well, no, you're getting marked in like 20 seconds. Oh, shit. Well, I better, I better go get my wife and cat and just get in the car and start driving. But thank you for joining us, Dave. No problem. Fun. Um, no problem. Fun. That's a good outro. There's our outro. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Cool let's, no try, problem, let's try it. Out, let's try it out with like names and. All right. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. I'm Dave Lang. No problem. Fun. I think it works. It kind of feels good, doesn't it? We got that. We we sling that. No problem. Fun. 